Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Now Seeger to right center field, way back there. it for game four. An explosion for the Rangers. A couple of five-run innings. And the Texas Rangers are one win away from their first world championship. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my boobay tastes like too late for the analyst. Girl, I can buy your Westie girl with my base stuff. I know that it's good. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great wide open Wednesday, talking about everything in the sports world that's been going on. And I know that uh, it's, it's like that month, time of the year where you got baseball, basketball, football, you know, a little bit of hockey. I, you got it all. And for Razorback football coming up this weekend against Florida, some of you have your own thoughts and opinions on that. But uh, we'll do a little preview into that because on Friday, Taylor McGregor, used to who's from Arkansas and Razorback fan, and uh, went to the university. And a friend of mine, she's going to be on the call for or on the sidelines for that game between Arkansas and Florida, and we'll catch up with her on Friday. So looking forward to that. But uh, I know with the amount of uh, craziness going on and trying to keep up with college football and the landscape of everything. Some of you have already moved on to basketball, but still should be an interesting game and a huge game, a very important game for the fact that you have literally Sam Pittman. I don't say he's battling for his for his career or for his job, but you want to have a good showing against Florida. You can't go out there and just lay an egg and, and look like you don't care, look like you just, you're com- complacent. You got to have the energy. You got to have the the juice behind it, and especially with the way that Rocket Sanders might be coming back. Maybe that's the type of jolt that needs. Maybe uh, the offensive line can suddenly get better. I don't know. But uh, trying to be positive here. Trying to find reasons to be positive. But uh, we'll have some more details and some questions and comments about all that uh, as time goes on uh, throughout this week. But uh, also PB, Pat Pat Bradley normally joins us here on Wednesdays, but uh, we moved him till tomorrow. He has some stuff come up, so we'll have uh, our discussions with him. Thanks to Motorsports Authority, he'll be joining us uh, at 2 o'clock tomorrow because we'll talk to him about basketball and how much he's uh, paying attention to uh, things going on in the NBA, but also college basketball specifically, since Arkansas took care of business against Purdue last weekend, uh, what he thinks and what you can make of it, and uh, how can this team continue to improve and get better, and I think everybody's on board saying that rebounding is definitely something that has to improve, even Al Ellis, who said that earlier in the show when he joined us, uh, said that uh, they got to work on their rebounding and, and improve that, but uh, that'll that'll just come in time, and they got to develop, but right now... Let's talk more about that and so much more as we go to the phone lines and welcome in friend of the show and guy who always has a great uh, great outlook on everything when it comes to the world of sports. It is Coach Matt Zimmerman. What's going on, Coach? How you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing good. Beautiful day in Fayetteville. A little chilly, though. A little cold. It was cold last night, cold the night before, but beautiful sunshine, not a cloud in the sky. So, hey, we got to get ready for November. We got, we got eight basketball games, eight women's basketball games. That's 16. We got four football games. That's 20. Plus, you got a lot of other sports competing for SEC and national championships like soccer and cross country and volleyball. There's a lot of stuff going on up here. So, speaking of last night, what'd you do for Halloween? 
Well, I uh, went over to Wayland Davis's house, and uh, it's my college roommate's daughter, and she made homemade chili for everybody. She's a school teacher at Farmington, and there was a group of us that went over there. We had chili, and she has a she's in a neighborhood that has a lot of kids, and there were a and everyone wants to go see Miss Davis hmm. because she's a teacher. And, uh, man, I bet she had two, I don't know, maybe 300 kids come through there. We didn't <laughs> wow. count them, but there was there was a lot of kids, and she had a lot of candy, and she lives right on a corner, so there was a lot of folks came. We had, we had a big time, though, and uh, it, it was nice to see all the kiddos. So what was the costume, uh, Coach? Did you dress up, or were you just there for the yeah. party? Well, no, I, I had to wear a costume at the foundation. It's tradition. Ah. And I had not wore a costume since probably I was 11 or 12 years old. And when I started working at the foundation, Billy Vitato, who's our CFO, she makes everybody dress up. Hmm. Now, even Norm DeBryan, who, uh, matter of fact, turns 82 today, she even makes Coach DeBryan dress up. She says you're not going to get an October paycheck if you don't dress up. Wow. So we all tend to listen. And I think she's kidding, but none of us have ever tested <laughs> her on it. And so I went. There was me and two others, Dean Weber being one of them, our old trainer, and Anna Kay Hilbert Fitz. She's always the mastermind of it. We were we went as uh, the Soggy Bottom Boys from Old Brother Where Art Thou. So we had a big time with that. And uh, so, like I said, I hadn't dressed up probably in years. Now I'm dressed up like last three years in a row. So <laughs> p- part of it, part of it. Well, so, so what have some some of the others been then leading up to Soggy Bottom Boys? What were some of, oh, some of my costumes? Yes. Uh, one time I was towed from... Uh, Mario Brothers, and actually I tied for first that year. That was a ne- that was one of my nephew's uh, costumes. He gave me that. And then last year we went as Home Alone, me and Anna Kay and Dean. We dressed up as the two criminals plus uh, the little boy from Home Alone. And uh, she's great at Photoshop and stuff, so when we enter the contest, it looks almost like the... Uh, it looks better on a photo than it does in person. But, uh, yeah, we've had all kinds of people here at the Foundation, and even in the athletic department. Hey, the the contest winner for the athletic department, Jeff Barnett, he went as he was he was John Daly, and man, it was it was awesome. He looked just like John Daly. He was dressed up and he had a caddy, and so uh, him and him and his caddy won best costume in the athletic department. So we, we had a lot of fun with it. So, coach, you didn't sing like the Soggy Bottom Boys. Did you guys put on a performance, or is it just the costumes? No, just the costume. <laughs> but I had my you know, anytime you need to, I could pull my, my the phone up and uh, we could we could play the song you know <laughs> and so it was and I, and I like to sing myself but i, I did i did a little singing a couple times and we had an athletic department meeting yesterday so i sang a little bit of that myself you know a couple lines of it so uh we we we, we have a good time and uh, that, that, that's part of it you know we got the football games this weekend we to win we got a lot going but no basketball games this week so uh, everyone's just getting dialed in well, Coach, uh, I know we'll talk a little bit about everything, but you're a basketball guy, and I know that game against Purdue, it's just an exhibition game, but, man, it's hard to fathom a, a better start to uh, the season than having a game like that, beating a team like that, having the overtime performance like that. Uh, I mean, I, we've just, here on our show, we know that basketball right now is, is, is a, pit, a fever pitch of an excitement uh, yeah. because they already were, but when you win a game like that, even if it's an exhibition game, it's going to put it up to a whole All new right. level. Yeah, definitely. It was such an awesome atmosphere and a, and, a, and a great crowd, and both teams played well. Give Purdue a lot of credit. They came in here. This is a tough, tough place to play, and they came in here, and they were within probably a missed three-pointer or maybe a Zach Eady dunk of, of winning in here, and uh, they were very close. A lot of people come in here and get smacked, so I know Purdue's going to have a good year. I think Purdue's better than they were last year. They won the Big Ten, but they got beat out by Fernley Dickinson the second time ever a one seed has been upset in the NCAA tournament. And I think this is a better Purdue team. I think, And I think one reason that Matt Painter, who I've known for a long time, I think the reason that Matt scheduled that game was I want to make sure I'm not losing to Fairleigh Dickinson again. Hmm. And I want to make our guys tougher. And I want to get them tested. And I want to have them go through tough fights, home, road, whatever. And uh, to come to Bud Walton Arena, this is not a return deal. We're not going to Purdue. And so this was a this was a big thing for them to come down here and to bring the reigning national player of the year with them. How about that? And so I think uh, you know, Matt Painter deserves a lot of credit for that. And a great win for the Razorbacks. It was fun. I wish it counted on the record. It doesn't, but you went 80, 81 to 77. There were so many positives in that game. And if you'd have told me we'd have got out-rebounded by, like, by that, 
and had the foul count, uh, we fouled a, a lot more than they did, just kind of basically for styles of play. But if you told me the fouls and the rebounding was going to be that far apart, I would have thought we were going to be hard-pressed to win. But we made up for it in turnovers. We made up for it by shooting 51%. They shot 38%. And that, that was the difference in the game and the Hogs win. And everyone left Bud Walton on Saturday feeling really good about this Razorback basketball team. Coach, what did you think about the uh, the roster that's in place? And you've seen them for a lot longer than the public has had a chance to see them. But mm-hmm. the growth of this team since they, they've uh, gotten together on the court, going through some yeah. practices, and where they are now, and they still they haven't even gotten a regular season game going, but just from the beginning to where they are now, what's you know the growth that you've seen in this team so far? Well, that's a good question, Joe, because they have grown a lot since Memorial Day weekend when they got here. Not so much individually, but together. Because, you know, they, they got in about two weeks of practices. And, you know, Trevor wasn't able to practice. Then about two weeks in, Khalif Battle got hurt. And so he was out the rest of the, of the summer. And there was times that Makai Mitchell wasn't out there in the summer. He was banged up and hurt. So you had three of your big guys not out there at times. And so to see this team from where they are in June to where they are now going into November, it, it's night and day. A lot of it's because you got those three guys back. And, and you, you, add, you know, battle's really good. He, he's going to be that guy off the bench, high octane. He comes off the bench, he might get you 20. He's, he's probably going to average 15 or so. He's very capable scorer. He plays good defense. He's a tough kid. He's a New Jersey kid. He's got a toughness to him. And to have those guys kind of all gelling, um, Coach is in a good spot, and I don't think he's going to have to tinker with the lineup much. He's always going to tinker some. There's going to be a guy that doesn't play well. It's going to come out, and he's going to start coming off the bench. If somebody off the bench is going to be playing well, they're going to become a starter. But I like this lineup where he's got it with Devo and L. Ellis and Tremont Mark and Trevin Brazil and Chandler Lawson, and I think that's the five he's going to stick with for a long time. you got Makai coming off the bench. You got Battle coming off the bench. You got Jeremiah Davenport, who's a high scoring three point cutter. Uh, there's going to be games he's going to hit five or six three. There's going to be games Jeremiah might have you scratching your head a little bit. Uh, you got Joseph Pinion coming off the bench. You know, and so there's a lot of. Hey, Bladen Blocker looked good the other day. He's competing and trying to play. And oh, by the way, Jalen Graham, who was an all pack 12 guy two years ago, is banged up with a, with a, with a back injury. And so when he, he comes back, you just got a lot of pieces that Coach can turn to. Speaking with Coach Matt Zimmerman here on Out of Bounds, and Coach, I, I wonder too, with knowing that they have so many great pieces, what do you see? It's, it's early, but what could you see as being the issue of maybe what keeps them from going to a Final Four, winning a championship? What would be the thing that you see right now that's going to keep them from doing that that they need to improve on? Well, you know, in the summer, I was like, how are these guys all going to come together and be able to play, you know, top five top ten defense and they're they're doing that and they're they're really and sometimes in the summer and early in the fall it's hard to see it because there are some scrimmaging moments but there's not a there's not a whole lot of scrimmaging in practice so sometimes it's hard to see that but the defense was so good against Purdue and I think that was a sense of relief for 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 someone like me watch I'm going man that that's this team can really guard obviously um rebounding I wouldn't say it's a concern yet because you just played arguably the best rebounding team in the country. And they out-rebounded us by 14 rebounds. But the, the, the big one that stood out, and this is something he can improve because rebounding is so much about heart and fighting and battling and competing. The fact we only had one defensive re- uh, one offensive rebound. Now, we shot good. You know, we, we shot 51%. But there were still some offensive rebounds you got to go get. And he's going to be harping on them nonstop about that one offensive rebound. And so, you know, Purdue had 14, we had one. So that that's an area they'll have to, to, to keep working on. And I think, especially if Jalen Graham can get back in the rotation, he can help you do some rebounding as well. But that, that's the one thing right now. They make free throws. They got a lot of guys that can shoot a three. They, they're playing good defense right now. They showed it against Purdue. And you got tons of guys that can put the ball in the basket. So, you know, the sky's the limit for this team. They got a lot of ability, uh, but they've got to continue to show it night in and night out. And you got to stay healthy. 
This lineup will continue to change, especially early with uh, some of these non-conference games. But I think we saw a glimpse of it against Purdue, some players logging some big minutes. Who would you expect uh, some of those players to be that are going to log some big minutes when uh, this lineup comes together where uh, we'll see it set in more of a, a rotation that we expect to see as the season goes on? I think that they'll continue to just be these same guys that they're, they're going to play. He's going to probably have six of them that are going to be over 30 minutes a game, and, and those guys are going to be the ones that are going to play the bulk of the time, which is Trevin Brazil and L. Ellis and Devo. And, you know, Devo only played 21 minutes the other day, but throughout his time in Arkansas, he's been an over 30 minutes a game guy for coach. Tremont Mark is going to play all he wants. Tremont Mark's a favorite. You can already see it. He defends. He's got a great demeanor. He's a pretty quiet kid. He can shoot. He can score. He's got a feeling for the big moment. He may not play 40 minutes a game, but it's going to be like Moses Moody, J.D. Note. It's going to be like 38, 37 minutes a game out of Tremont Mark. And L. Ellis is going to be the same way. And Battle Off the Bench is going to play over 30. So that's, you know, that, 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 that's a lot of guys logging a lot of minutes. So if you're Chandler Lawson or Jalen Graham or Jeremiah Davenport, Makai Mitchell, you know, you got to say, hey, I've got to, I've got to get these other minutes that are left so that I can get me 20 minutes a game, and I can get me 23, 24 minutes a game. Because if you if you have five guys playing over 30, and some of them playing like Tremont's going to be playing 36, 37, 38, you know, you do the math, you're looking at 160, 170 minutes out of five guys. And so it's a 200-minute game. And so that means there's going to be about 30 to 40 minutes out there for the other eight scholarship players that think they need to be playing. And so it's going to be very competitive to get minutes. If you're a Makai Mitchell, you're Jeremiah Davenport, you're Joseph Pinion, you're going to have to really compete to get minutes on this team because I think those other guys that I mentioned at the beginning, they're all going to be well over 30 minutes. They're going to, they're going to get all they want. So, Coach, I'm curious on your opinion on it, because we had Coach Muss on the show, and he was talking about secret scrimmages yesterday and how much he hates them. He hates secret scrimmages. And we see a lot of this happen, and you've, you're a guy that's been in coaching for a long time. So maybe you can explain, what's the point of these secret scrimmages? If it's a secret, then why does everybody yeah. know what's going on? Like, what, what, is, what is the point yeah. of all of that? Well, you know, I like to talk scheduling, so this is a good question. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, the, the coach I worked for for 17 years in college, he, he didn't like – before you had to play – you could play a, min, a maximum of two non-D1 exhibition games, which were, you know, D2, D3, NAI. And so even dating back to Nolan Richardson days, Arsenal, that's what you play. You played two non-D1. And then uh, about halfway through my time with Coach, maybe 10 or 12, 14 years in, they, they started allowing the secret scrimmages. And the reason they did that was instead of just beating D2s and beating, you know, we always pressed and trapped, so we never had a close exhibition game. We always went by 30, 40, 50, 60, you know, points. And you, that's great because the fans can be there. You can put it in your season ticket package if you want. Some schools do, some schools don't. Um, but you can have fun with it. And it's a good way to start. You don't feel a lot of pressure. You know you're going to win. And so when they put these closed scrimmages in, we never did one. And uh, we just liked having the referees and having fans sit in the stands. But a lot of schools went to the closed secret scrimmages. So you could you could do one a year, you could do two a year, but if you played an exhibition against a D two or D three or NAI, then you could only do one secret scrimmage. So Arkansas, we always continue to play two, you know, regular exhibition games. But even Muss has done that, and now as they the NCAA in the last three or four years has started allowing these events for charity, it makes perfect sense to have the charity basketball game where you can give to a great cause, a natural disaster or health issues or whatever, it helps with the money for that. And now instead of playing a closed scrimmage against Purdue, you can play Purdue in front of a packed house. And it's a win-win for everybody. And we did it last year with Texas. It didn't go good. We lost by a 30-piece. It wasn't too fun, but I think Coach was able to use that as motivation throughout the year for that young basketball team that he had. And so, but that's why some people still do it. And what they do in the close scrimmage, guys, is these schools, like our, our, our women played a couple of them this year. They didn't have an open exhibition. They had a couple closed private scrimmages. 
and you can bring in a TCU or a Purdue or whoever you want, Kansas, and you bring them in, and you basically have four hours. So you can work on a lot of stuff. You can you can play more than a game. You can have a practice with each other. You can say, hey, we're going to play a full game, and then we're going to play another half with the guys that don't get to play as much. And then after that, we're going to come back and play another half with the guys that played in the first full game. So you have a lot of – you see what I'm saying? So you have a lot of minutes that you can use in a private, closed scrimmage, closed to the public, with referees, that you can work on a lot of stuff. And you can do a lot of stoppage. Like, you know, some of these guys will – I've noticed two schools, they'll get together, they'll have a full game. They'll give themselves a three- or four-hour break. They'll feed the kids, get off their feet a little bit, come back and play another game it's the same day. And so you can get a lot out of it, and then the coaches can stop it. So it's like a practice. So if you're out there going against Purdue in the close scrimmage and you don't like how something's going, you can just blow the whistle as the coach. You can walk out there and coach your kids against Purdue. That's a pretty nice thing to have. Because, hey, we're going to try to run this play right now and try to score against Zach Eady. And if you score, it ain't no big deal for Purdue, really. You know, it's the same way for you. If you Purdue can say, hey, will you guys play, uh, will you pick us up full court and pressure us a little bit? We're not very good against the press. Then you pick them up full court, see if you can work on your press, see if you can help Purdue go against the press. So that's why the close scrimmages are there. You know, you can play a longer game. You can play up to four hours. You've got a lot of stuff you can work on. Uh but the way we're doing it right now, it's awesome. One D two, and then can play a Purdue or Texas. Well, Coach, we really appreciate you joining us as always. Great stuff, and uh, look forward to having you on during the basketball season. It's going to be awesome. All going to be awesome, guys. Looking forward to it. Take All care. Right. All right, appreciate it. It's Coach Matt Zimmerman joining us here on Out of Bounds, and we got more Wide Open Wednesday coming up next. Tune in every Friday morning to hear Danny West from Hogsports.com on Morning Mayhem. Brought to you by H.J. Trailer Sales. They've got truck beds and utility trailers for every type of job and a service facility for maintenance and repair. Local folks with great products, visit them online at HJTrailerSales.com or in person at 808 Albert Pike in Hot Springs. The NFL trade deadline has come to pass, and the Washington Commanders were the biggest story as they sold off two starting defensive ends. Montez Sweat was sent to the Bears for a second-round pick, and shortly afterwards, former second overall pick Chase Young was traded to the 49ers for a third-round pick. Another notable move was the Vikings acquiring Cardinals quarterback Josh Dobbs in the wake of Kirk Cousins' season-ending injury. And the Las Vegas Raiders have parted ways with head coach Josh McDaniels and GM Dave Ziegler after eight games into the season. Both have been with the team since the beginning of last season. McDaniels had a 9-16 record in that time. Las Vegas has named linebackers coach Antonio Pierce as interim head coach. Pierce was in his second season as linebackers coach with the Las Vegas Raiders. Before his time with the Raiders, he spent five seasons at Arizona State as linebackers coach as well as associate head coach and defensive coordinator. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Arkansas Brewskies is excited about their second location, and it's time to add to the team. Brewskies North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. To apply, drop by our downtown location and fill out an application. If you want to work in a fun, professional environment, this is for you. Brewskies North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. Apply in person at Brewskies Downtown. For more info, check us out online at brewskiespubandgrub.com. Brewskies, you home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community. Community Bank, they want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. 
Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Join Puppy Up Waterock for a dog walk around MacArthur Park and a silent auction in the pavilion to fundraise for canine cancer research on Saturday, November 4th, 11 to 2 p.m. at the MacArthur Park Pavilion in downtown Woodrock. The walk starts at 1 p.m. The registration website is at puppyupwalk.org slash Woodrock. For more information, contact Fran at puppyup.org or call 501-690-1903. That's 501-690-1903. If you're ready to upgrade your old ATV or side-by-side, then get in line for the all-new Tracker Off-Road 800SX Waterfowl Edition at any Bradford Marine and ATV statewide location. The Tracker Off-Road 800SX Waterfowl Edition comes standard with front and rear quack racks and is fully equipped for the hunt. Come get the best deal of the hunting season and save over $3,000 with special financing available. Hurry in to Bradford Marine and ATV and claim your Tracker Off-Road 800SX with standard quack racks today. Your authorized Tracker Off-Road dealer. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. Make your tailgate the party of the parking lot by getting the best meats in all of Arkansas at Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Y'all better put him in the Heisman. You better put him up there. I'm tired of him being number, number four. We got that wood right here, baby. Somebody you better look at right this guy. the best football player in the country, and his name's not being mentioned. Lou Holtz, Mark May. Number five, you better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. And I got to tell you, though, Guadney Chevrolet, it's a new month, new deals, new specials, new great vehicles available with Guadney Chevrolet. Because right now, you can get the 2023 Chevy Silverados, the 1500 Crew Cab RST, a beautiful truck for 1.9% APR or $2,000 total cash allowance with those 2023s. But they still have the great Equinox deals with the 2024s. Brand spanking new. I mean, it's not even 2024 yet, but they got them going on with the red tag for well-qualified buyers, 1.9% for them as well as, or I should say, or $1,000 in total cash allowance with Guadney Chevrolet. It's still truck season. You can still get in on it and get you a nice new truck with the Silverados. But if you're feeling the SUVs, the Equinoxes are absolutely outstanding for that too. Throw into the mix of having the full-size vehicles that they have in store for you or a Tahoe. They got it all. They got plenty of inventory there, Guadney Chevrolet, and they have an award-winning sales staff that's going to put you in the vehicle that you want and that you can afford. They're ready. They're going to be helping you out in any way that they can, and you will get a great deal always with Guadney Chevrolet. And once you buy the vehicle, they also have an incredible, absolutely incredible service staff 
that'll make sure that anything you need done, routine oil changes, uh, tire inspections, all of those things, they'll get you taken care of that way. So no matter what it is when it comes to your vehicle needs, you need to check it out with Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville off the Gregory Street exit. It's at 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. There's a reason why they're Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer, and it's because they do it better than anybody. So check them out today at Guatney Chevrolet and GuatneyChevrolet.com. Again, it's a wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. Appreciate everybody listening in and appreciate Coach Z joining us in the previous segment. And there'll be some other uh, messages and some headlines, too, that I want to give some updates on. Uh, before we uh, do that, though, let's let's get Sterling and Centerridge in on here. What's going on, Sterling? Oh, nothing much, guys. I need you to help me out with something, John. Hmm. You know, during the postseason, when we start the SEC tournament, whether it be basketball or baseball, and especially when uh, uh, the team, we got a team that's doing real good, solidly in the tournament. They're seating pretty well set. And everybody would tell you that, oh, we this tournament, it don't mean anything. We just don't want to get nobody hurt. The game don't mean anything. Even though we do it with baseball all the time. And now why is it with some people in the fan base, not all, but some, that you win a game that really don't count, like for real don't count. And and people act like they won a national championship. Not they are all, but some. Why? Explain that to me. And these are the same people that would say the SEC tournament doesn't matter. <laughs> but they would go crazy about a game that really, really, I mean, truly don't count. Well, I think it's just a. I mean, my my opinion on it is people get excited about that Purdue game because it was a nice measuring stick to see where your team's at. Where you had both teams who were, uh, you know, wanting to take something from it, had their starters out there, you know, played a significant amount of minutes, and both wanted to win. And it was just nice to see. Okay, so this is where you stack up. This is where it's at, and also it's unique because it's a Purdue team. You know, you don't play Purdue very often. But I think when you get to the SEC tournament, just because everyone's just excited and ready for the NCAA tournament, they know that's what matters the most. And you're going to go up against teams you've already faced this year. Uh, I, I just think that it's a it's just a little different level of excitement because one it's a, in, before the season starts against a high quality team you don't face, where the other ones are just kind of like an in between between the NCAA tournament against teams you've already faced before. You did a pretty good job. I'm surprised you did a pretty good job. That makes a little bit of sense. That's the way I look at it. Sense. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Uh, and I got another question for for both of you. Which team, as of right now, you say is more likely to make the college football playoff as of, as we sit here today? Man. Florida State. That would be my. That's who I would pick. I'm more, yeah, I'm gonna ride Florida State and say that they get it done. Yeah, I mean, they they feel like they're in control, but, like, man, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Michigan or Ohio State, one of those teams is going to get there, but there, there's part of me that still believes, maybe crazy for this, I still think Texas finds a way in there, as much as I hate to say it. I, I, I still think that they win the Big 12. I think that they're going to win out, and if their one loss is going to be against uh, Oklahoma in a, in a hard-fought game, I, I think that they get in. I think that there's going to be – uh, either Texas, Florida State, both would be probably my options for that. So you saying you saying Texas is your most? You take Texas as your most likely over Florida State with, with what they have. A, they still may have a. They got Kansas State was easy, not easy. You got Oklahoma, possibly not easy. Seems like they still got a tougher a tougher road than Florida State. But that's just that's just my thoughts. Y'all guys have a great day. I appreciate it, Sterling. Thanks, Thanks for calling in. I mean, again, it's it's at this point in time in the year where you start to see other teams, you know, come together, and you know, there's teams that uh, get upset all the time as we see. But uh, when it comes to if you're just looking at it on paper and the schedule and everything, I think Florida State's definitely got the uh, I hate to say even easy, but the easiest path to the college football playoff. Um, I was just looking at it also from I I just believe in Texas. I I just think that they're gonna continue to to get better and face Oklahoma once again in the Big 12 title game, and I think they'll beat Oklahoma. Once they face each other again for the second time, I, I think they'll win. But uh, Georgia's still got some tough games, And it's too. not even about Florida State's schedule. They do play a rivalry game against Miami, but they look like the most complete team. They have a good quarterback. They're good on offense and defense. And even special teams at times, they just look like that team that can win it all. Even at this point, they look like – 
a team that when they match up against some of the better teams that are in college football, that they can get it done. Yeah, because you also got to always take in the fact of what the conference championship games are going to be, because you know that these now because now, wasn't there a time? I guess it was a time where there was only like three of the comp, major conferences had a conference title game. Because wasn't it the Big Ten forever? Just they just had a champion. They it had didn't do to it. have uh, so many teams in there, and you yeah. know how that is with the split divisions and everything that people are and the conferences are seeming to go away from now. That was how it once was set, but um, they're kind of moving away from that. Yeah, because what was it, the Big 12 with the one true champion, and TCU and Baylor were both the teams that were right there, but neither of them got into the playoff because some people felt like they didn't, they, since they didn't have the Big 12 title game, uh, that kind of kept them from having one of those they teams. Did have, they had a tiebreaker, which is good for the cause, but they had an odd kind of tiebreaker. Yeah, it, yeah, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something strange. Because you know, Georgia, they're still uh, going to play uh, Ole Miss on their schedule. And uh, depending on who wins the West, which I assume will be Bama, because they're kind of in the, in the driver's seat right now, you know, that's going to be a tough game for them. Uh, you think about uh, even in the Big 12, like Oklahoma and Texas, they could face each other once again. Pac 12, you know, Oregon, Washington. Cause they, but they do it by division too, right? They, just, they don't have like just the top two teams, they do it by. The North Pac-12, and South, the Pac-12. They, they, I think now they have moved towards uh, where it is the top two teams. Okay, well, that's good. That's the way I always felt like it should be, to be honest. Because um, I'd love to see Washington and Oregon play each other again, assuming those are the two teams that end up making it. But, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be wild to see how it all uh, comes together. Because there's still a lot of one-loss teams that are still fighting. Even Oklahoma. <laughs> like, you know, they, they, they lost a game to Kansas, and that was frustrating. But if they went out and won the Big 12, they could find their way in there. Uh, it's just a matter of, I, I'm curious, is how many teams of the four are undefeated when they go into the playoff? Like, how many undefeated teams do you think get into the playoff? Probably two. Yeah. Half. That's kind of where I was at. Because I think either Michigan or Ohio State's going to go undefeated. One of those. And then, I may go with Washington. Or Florida State. No, Florida State. Florida State. Because, again, they, we talked about their path. Because who the, who's more likely, who's, who are they going to play in the ACC title game more than likely? In fact, the ACC is just not Florida State. Great. And? Because yeah, it ain't going to be Clemson, I can tell you that. Like it's always no, been. they may put it together. Uh, sitting at 4-4, four and four, might be able to. Florida State and Louisville right now. Louisville, yeah. And it's nothing against Louisville at all. It's just I, I like Florida a lot more in that matchup. We'll, we'll see a lot more about them as the season continues to go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's, uh, look, yeah, looking at it now, it's at Louisville at four and one in the conference. Virginia Tech is sitting at three and one. How crazy is that? Virginia Tech's three and one, but they're four and four overall. And they lost. It'd be crazy if they got in. <laughs> if they just continue to win in conference play and then they somehow sneak in. Yeah, get in. They like go six and two, get into the championship game. But that, that, would, that what would be funniest about that is they'd be sitting at seven and five. Like they'd be six and two in conference, but seven and five getting into the title game. It's I mean, all that matters. You get it done in conference. Yeah, it is all that matters. Look uh, at Georgia Tech at three and two yeah, in conference. Yeah, and they get the. Of course, their final game is against Georgia in the non-conference, so that one won't count towards That's anything. An easy win for them. Yeah, they can just roll in. Could be a dub. Beat the Bulldogs. But, uh, they, now there have been times where Georgia Tech has won that game at the end of the yeah. season where nobody gave them a chance. Yeah, and you know it's. I'm trying to think of what year it was. Wasn't it the year when it was like no Sean Moreno and Matt Stafford? Stafford, yeah. I yeah. think they lost to Georgia Tech. Ugh, yeah, which I know that's, I'm not trying to hate on them, but it's like you think about rivalry week and, you know, Razorback fans or Missouri fans or wherever, they're like, ah, we don't really care about that. It's like, man, Georgia gets a – more often than not should be Georgia Tech, but sometimes they pop up. Sometimes they find a way to upset them, and who knows? Maybe this will be the year. But we are going to hit our final break here on Out of Bounds. It's Wide Open Wednesday. And when we come back, we'll get to three and out, some headlines, storylines, things we haven't gotten into just yet. Close up shop and get you ready for Drive Time Sports. It is all coming up next.
What's good, y'all? Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Fellas, when it comes to your health, every man should know his testosterone number. What's that mean? It's simple. You need to schedule an appointment at Low T Center immediately. It's quick. It's easy. Hell, it's only $25. Walk in, take a simple blood test, get the results in about 25 minutes. So if you've been feeling tired and grumpy, sensing a lack of motivation and drive, dealing with high cholesterol, noticing stubborn weight gain, and or loss of muscle mass, it's on you, fellas. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Have you been denied a new roof by your insurance company after storm damage? You won't be denied at Shamrock Roofing. Give us a call or visit us at shamrockroofer.com. Right now, we're offering a free impact-resistant roof upgrade. Plus, if you've been denied coverage by your insurance company after the storms, you automatically qualify to win a new roof for free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com for details. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all at shamrockroofer.com. If accurate weather forecasts are important to you, then you want the guy who's been doing it longer than anyone else. Channel 7 Chief Meteorologist Barry Brandt, a proven 36-year track record of accuracy. It's why Barry Brandt has twice the viewers of any other meteorologist. Nobody is more accurate, nobody is more experienced, and nobody is more trusted. Put him to the test and see for yourself. Chief Meteorologist Barry Brandt, on your side, weeknights on Channel 7 News. It's time for another Corky's Ribs and Barbecue customer review. Corky's, you've got the secret to world peace. It's in your ribs. Every bite is a step closer to global harmony. I propose we have Corky's Barbecue at every negotiation. Corky's Ribs and Barbecue in Little Rock and North Little Rock. So have you been living life with pain and you keep saying, well, I'm going to go to the doctor, but I really don't want to do the surgery and I don't want to be on pain meds forever. Well, I have an option for you. It's called QC Kinetics. Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. I just had a buddy the other day that came up to me and he said, hey, look, I keep hearing your ads. I'm going to give them a try. What's the number? I'm going to tell you right now. 501-222-8440. Look, there is absolutely no reason that you need to keep living with all this joint pain. If you've got hip pain, back pain, shoulder pain, knee pain, you owe it to yourself to go by for this free consultation to QC Kinetics. There's people all over central Arkansas that are using QC Kinetics right now, and it's changing their life. It's giving them their life back. They use properties from your own body to heal your body. So there's no surgery, no downtime, and especially no drugs. Give them a call today for that free consultation, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Daisy, would you want to go to breakfast at the Boar's Nest on Saturday? Ennis, I'm busy from 9 to 10 a.m. listening to Guatney Unplugged on the bus. I can't compete with Scott Romine. <laughs> Maybe some other time, sugar. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Max, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership-level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest-rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-21. It's fall. And you know that means schools are back in. Leaves will be changing soon. Oh, and it means football. Friday Night Lights, an action-packed weekend. And Chris Crane Hyundai gets you there in style. And with plenty of room to bring all your tailgate gear and crew of super fans. Get America's Best Warranty, 10 years, 100,000 miles. And Hyundai Assurance. Right now, get up to $3,000 off new Hyundais this fall at Chris Crane Hyundai on Museum Road in Conway. And online at ChrisCraneHyundai.com. Have a watch party that everyone wants to attend at your house with the best of meats in the business. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are boom out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. 
Uh, on the sports side of things, we know Halloween. There's a lot of uh, reactions to what happened over the Halloween holiday. But Shane Beamer, the South Carolina coach, who's sitting at 2-6, and six, uh, it has not been very great for him. And this, according to Saturday Down South, said that uh, when it came to Halloween, he figured that his that uh, his wife figured Beamer would be working, but then his son chimed in and said it was because the South Carolina coach was two and six that he needed to be in the office. Beamer can't even escape uh, criticism from his own house. He says I can take criticism because I often get it from my own family. I FaceTime my wife and kids every day. Today they were telling me that my son Hunter has a Halloween parade at his school. I was there for it last year because it was on a Monday. My wife was telling me that he had it today, and I said, well, why didn't you guys tell me about it? My son said it was because you're 2-6 and six and you need to be in the office working. Please don't think I can't take criticism because I get it worse at home. So kind of a funny moment there, assuming that was the case. But, yeah, if uh, you're 2-6, and six, you're nobody's friend, but can't even get invited to the son's Halloween party at school is a pretty rough go. There was an NHL player that passed away in an unfortunate accident that actually happened during a game. He's a former NHL player, but... He was still playing hockey, and so now the NHL and the Players Union have gotten together, and they're addressing safety issues, but if you didn't hear about it or you didn't see the video, he happened to get slashed across the neck with a skate from an opposing player, and the opposing player, as he's skating, he lifted his leg, so, you know, there was some thought that it could have been intentional, not that, you know, it tried to go to that extent, but intentional that he was going to hit him with a skate caught him across the neck and he just started gushing blood at the time and they weren't able to save him i uh watched that video once and i will never watch it again so if uh, if it's rough for you to watch anything like that i would advise against it because it is it's pretty rough and a pretty terrible thing that happened and, and the player his name is adam johnson he's 29 years old and He's been honored all across the NHL since that happened earlier this week. And rightfully so, because, yeah, that's a terrible, terrible deal. Uh, but also, when we talked about the Raiders and uh, the fact that they had fired Josh McDaniels, I uh, should have brought this up when we were talking about it, but uh, I guess I didn't realize until last night that, uh, according to uh, Joe Pompliano, that the NFL coaching contracts are all guaranteed. So with the Raiders firing McDaniels and Gruden, of course, resigning in 21, they are now paying somewhere between 40 to 80 million dollars for them just to not coach the team we talk about buyouts not crazy to be in college football but imagine that being the Raiders organization since they're all fully guaranteed contracts between 40 and 80 million dollars to pay for coaches not to coach it's not really a great place and a great way to run your business there at the Raiders Heidi Klum we know that she takes Halloween serious every year and she's had costumes such as uh, Princess Fiona from Shrek, Jessica Rabbit, she's been a worm, a crow, a werewolf from Michael Jackson's Thriller video. This year, she was a giant peacock, and her husband actually accompanied her, and he was a giant peacock egg. So they did the <laughs> tandem dress-up, but her husband was giant peacock egg, and then even his twin brother was, uh, he was in cosplay, and he was a character from My Little Pony, so... They take Halloween serious, and they come up with some great costumes every year. So two things from the World Series. One, the least-watched games in the World Series history have actually come in Game 2 and Game 3 of the Diamondbacks and the Rangers. So people are saying, oh, man, this is terrible. What can they do? And then if you're all talking about baseball and talking about the, the issues that the sport has and all that, here's my thing, folks. It, it's, it's one year. Like, it's going to happen. Like, we see it dip. And sometimes it comes back because uh, if you look at the Dodgers and the Rays, those games in 2020 were some of the lowest rated. And the Phillies and Rays back in 2008, that was a very low rated game too. So the point is that it's going to dip and it's going to come back and it'll ha- and they'll make some adjustments and whatnot. But it doesn't mean that next year they won't uh, fully bounce back. But let's be honest, uh, whenever you have a, a pretty boring game like what the Diamondback fans were having to deal with, uh, and last night they were so bored that they started – making paper airplanes and throwing them on the field. Uh, that's just a point that they got to. So uh, we'll see how it plays out the rest of the time. But you know, people that overreact to just one World Series or one game is a little over the top because if you look at the regular season, baseball is up, up, up in the ratings. So the World Series is going to be just fine moving forward. Comedian Tiffany Haddish and rapper Kodak Black, they were on live and they were discussing possibly working together in some capacity. And uh, Kodak Black, it was interesting as to how he wanted to work with Tiffany Haddish. I don't have as many followers as you, though. How about we do it? 
for uh, uh, OnlyFans video? Uh, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, first of all, I'm too old for that. Uh, second of all, you know, I got box office movies. I don't need to go on the OnlyFans. Okay. And so, so uh, that put me, get me in the movie right quick. Yeah, that well, you know, we can do that. Are you are you on OnlyFans though? I can do me, boy. I think about it. Ah! And so, I'm at that bag. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm about that bag too. Let's do a song together. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so they're trying to think of a way to collaborate and do some things together, but. She wasn't really with what Kodak Black was talking about in his idea. Yeah, not uh, not maybe get to the point and work your way up to the OnlyFans thing. Uh, so this kind of makes me, in a way, happy, but also sad at the same time. Because I really enjoyed the Marvel movies. Enjoyed the uh, ones that, of course, uh, were iconic of the uh, Infinity... Uh, I think they called it the Infinity Era, whatever it was. But all the original ones. You know, when you had the Hulk and Captain America and Iron Man and all that. Well, it's not been the same, really, for Marvel since the movie Endgame. They have been slowly but surely losing their audience, and their movies have been coming flops. In fact, the upcoming um, Marvel movie, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvels, The Marvels, forget what it's called, but the, it's projected to be the worst showing of a Marvel movie ever in a major flop. So people are freaking out over there at Marvel, according to Variety, so much so that they have assembled in Palm Springs with Kevin Feige during their annual retreat, and they say that they're trying to figure out what they're going to try to do to, to get this back going. And part of the planning, or at least part of the ideas being thrown around, is bringing back the entire original Avengers of Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, and putting them together in major capacity. doesn't mean that the actors playing them will return, but it shows that they are pretty desperate right now with the amount of money they've been losing over at Marvel. Florida man in Miami, 51-year-old Moises Ramos, he got in, and he's a uh, real estate broker from Miami. He got into a minor car accident pulling out of his driveway in 2019. So in 2022, just last year, he was uh, applying to be an Uber driver. Well, his application was denied because his 2019 accident was said to be fatal. Now, it, he he's very much alive, but... Whenever uh, he talked to officers about it, they said that there was a fatality that was coming up from the report, and that's why he was denied becoming an Uber driver. An Uber driver, and she said, "You're the fatality from this report." She was uh, seeing it, and you know, doing some more investigation. She told him that he was the guy that supposedly passed away due to the accident. And once they figured out that everything was fine, they had a laugh about it, but officers at the scene marked the wrong box on the Whoops. report and that's why i was showing up that he actually was a fatality imagine being told that and coming up to you hey by the way you're supposed to be dead and uh, i have a reporter right here that you died probably wouldn't be the most uh, comfortable conversation to have but i'm sure he's glad that he's not dead and he indeed is still alive well appreciate everybody listening in out of bounds today for joe franklin i am john neighbor same sports show same sports channel tomorrow afternoon Stay tuned, folks. we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. Chris Stapleton's All-American Roadshow, August 22nd at Simmons Bank Arena with Grace Potter and Alan Stone. On sale Friday, November 3rd, 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lion's Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings.